This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. 68.7 billion. Yes, with a B. That's how much Microsoft has agreed to purchase gaming studio Activision Blizzard for. That brings titles like Call of Duty, Candy Crush, World of Warcraft, and even Overwatch under the company's umbrella. What does this purchase mean for the gaming industry, and what does it mean for gamers? Co-host Jason Perlow and I try to figure that out on this episode of Jason Squared. All right, Perlow, so this news broke on Tuesday morning after uh, Martin Luther King Day, and uh, this is... This is not small at all. Obviously, $68.7 is a lot of money. What, what are your initial thoughts here? So, you know, my initial thoughts are my what a whopper this thing is, right? I mean, this is the largest acquisition in the entire company's industry. And it also looks like it is the biggest in the entire tech industry, period, right? So it, 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 it valued at 68.7, right? Um, it... it 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 would be it would be it would be it would be Dell's acquisition of EMC of about sixty seven billion dollars, right? So probably yeah. by by two hundred million plus dollars, it would beat it, right? So you know, for Microsoft, you know, the two firms that have ever been close to this in terms of spend for them uh, was Nuance, which was a speech recognition company for nineteen billion in April of last year, and prior to that, uh, LinkedIn. For twenty-six billion dollars in twenty sixteen, right? Um, so I mean, this is an entire different, you know, scale of of acquisition, order of magnitude spend for the company, right? Um, it's huge. Like they they bought Minecraft, right, for yes. two billion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is... Right. 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 Bojang. So this is. I mean, obviously, it's not the first video game related acquisition for the company, as it's had a very long history of buying companies to bolster their Xbox portfolio. Now, in 2014, as you said, they bought Mojang for a whole two billion dollars, which added Minecraft to their portfolio. Uh, in 2020, they bought Zenimax um, for eight billion dollars, which did a lot of 3D shooter type games, right? You know, like you know that was you know like ID software and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And there's been lots of little acquisitions over the last few years as well. You know, in the you know you know not even the hundred billion plus area. I mean, things less than that, right? But lots of little things. So they've been buying video game companies a lot over the last twenty years, but nothing. Nothing at this size and in, in magnitude before. Oh, yeah. You know? This puts yeah. them, I think, as far as gaming studios go, behind Sony and Nintendo. So they're the third biggest gaming conglomerate now, uh, Microsoft is, as far as game game studios right. go, I, I believe. So honestly, like when the news broke, there had been rumors and rumblings of this kind of maybe being a thing for the last couple of months. Some of you may be aware Activision Blizzard is in a whole world of trouble, lawsuits, sexual harassment, yeah. allegations, proven sexual harassment stuff. A lot of people have lost their jobs uh, over it, rightfully so, and just being an overall bad culture within the workplace as far as all of that goes. So something had to change, right? Either it was the CEO 
who actually has the board's full support and has repeatedly said he has zero plans to leave the company. So obviously it wasn't going to be the CEO. So something like this had to happen. Uh, now the sale isn't expected to close until potentially late 2023. So this is going to take wow. quite a while. $69 billion, give or take. Um, worth of an acquisition, I think, is going to get a lot of scrutiny. Who knows what will happen, whether or not it's approved. But at least this uh, kind of gets the ball in motion for some changes, especially if the CEO is not leaving. Um, you know, and, and like you said, and I'm sure we'll get to quite a bit here, it, Microsoft has shown a lot of interest in owning game studios. And so this move, although expensive, makes a lot of sense uh, overall. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. You know, it's obvious that, you know, the company wants to be the number one provider of game titles, whether it's on their own Xbox platform or on a competing platform such as PlayStation and on mobile devices such as iPhone, iPad and Android. You know, it's this is a, an this is a landscape altering purchase. Right. It puts Microsoft into a highly coveted spot and, and it changes the balance of power in this area quite a bit. And, you know, there's a lot of other technologies that Activision is involved with and other area businesses involved with besides games. I mean, if you think about the technology that is used to produce games, uh, excuse me, TV shows like Mandalorian and, um, you know, Boba Fett and the new Star Trek, you know, and all these other things, which use this whole volumetric, this, what they call this volume approach, where you have this, you know, these, these screens in a studio that are, you know, uh, surrounding a, a, like a cylinder, basically, and you can show... 3D environments that are rendered using game engine technology um, in the background while the actors are in the foreground um, so that you can effectively virtually build whatever set you want, you know, with unlimited yeah. complexity and effects. And, you know, this is stuff that, you know, obviously Activision is heavily involved with in terms of game engine technology and stuff. So it's possible Microsoft was also saw this as a, a content play. As well to be potential. I mean, maybe we might see a Microsoft channel at some point or, you know, maybe they're going to be maybe they're going to produce movies and, and, and things um, out of their game properties. You know, maybe we'll see, you know, like Halo, you know, uh, Halo, the movie or Halo, the show or something. I mean, who knows? I mean, it, it, Microsoft it, TV Plus or something. Yeah, <laughs> potentially. Yes, that would be so weird, right? Right. After, yeah, it would be weird, but, you know, that's, I would not be surprised at the same time. So once the the acquisition was announced yesterday, my initial thought was, makes sense, not surprised, that's a lot of money. And now I finally get Call of Duty on Game Pass. So Microsoft oh. and their Xbox platform and, and gaming PC platform, which they, they kind of want to coexist and not really, you're an Xbox gamer, a console gamer, you're a PC gamer. They just want you to be a gamer is their whole approach. So they offer a Game Pass subscription uh, for both Xbox and PC, or you can do what I do, and that's a Game Pass Ultimate subscription. It's $15 a month you get access to all Game Pass games. So these are games, whether Microsoft has negotiated availability with a gaming studio or they own the rights to the game and they've made these games available to play, as long as you have an active subscription, you don't have to buy right. that title individually. Well, every year for as long as I could remember in November, Call of Duty comes out. It's right around my birthday. So a staple birthday present I've had since I was... Uh, who knows how old when Call of Duty first launched has been Call of Duty. I get it every year. 60 bucks spent no matter what. And now uh, with Microsoft owning the rights to Call of Duty and all these other games, 
And in fact, in that announcement yesterday, Microsoft said it will offer as many Activision Blizzard games as they can within Game Pass and PC Game Pass. So Xbox and Game PC Game Pass, which um, they also announced increased by 7 million subscribers over 2021. They're now up to 25 million subscribers for Game Pass, which is not a small number. That's a lot of gamers, a lot of people playing. But there's one aspect here that we aren't clear on. I think there's some precedent on what we could kind of expect, but I was reading some Twitter threads yesterday um, about this, and I, I don't know. I'm not... I'm not 100% sold, and that is, what does Microsoft do with the rights to these games and the fact that they're normally available on PlayStation as well? So once they're folded in, like Call of Duty, is there a Xbox-only Call of Duty down the road? I don't see that happening. There's a lot of money to be made with Call of Duty across all platforms, and their big thing is, like I said a minute ago, is you're just a gamer. You're not a certain console or device type of gamer i don't see them restricting it they didn't with minecraft minecraft is still available everywhere uh that it was before and probably more places and you know so i don't know i don't know what to think so you know jason I, i'm not currently a gamer you know although i, I clearly see from a, a, a business perspective right what what the value add this is going to bring to microsoft's customers and you know why do not see them discontinuing work on playstation you know, it's readily apparent to me that, you know, they can now use their ownership of Activision to heavily promote the oh, value 100%. of their services to their own platforms, such as the Xbox and the PC. But let's face it, you know, I mean, consoles are not just the only environment out there, right? I mean, you have, you know, iOS, you have Stadia, you have you have the streaming boxes, you have Apple TV, you have other potential screens to play these streaming games on. Uh, I, I think they can promote the Xbox and PC as the premiere, the, the the best quality experience type thing for these games, but it would be crazy for them to stop work on, on the other platforms. It just doesn't make any sense. If they want to be number one across the board, not everyone is going to, is going to spend this six, $700 on an Xbox, you know, one uh, S whatever the hell they call the latest thing. You know, yeah, now the, the Series I mean, X, and apparently you can yeah, find I them mean, pretty easily now, which is a good thing. They're they're five hundred bucks, but by the time you add another controller and a game and all yeah, that, you're easily yeah, yeah. six seven hundred bucks into it. Right. Uh, but there's also another aspect of this we need to talk about, I think, and that is that now Activision and Blizzard games will also come to cloud Microsoft's cloud yeah. gaming platform, which allows you. There's two different aspects to this remote playing thing. One is if you're on your same home network as your Xbox and someone's watching that TV and you can't sit down and play on that Xbox, you can pull up the Xbox app on um, your iPad or whatever device and you could play directly streaming from your Xbox to your device. So you're on your same home network. But there's also a remote gaming cloud or cloud gaming platform that allows you to play a selection of Game Pass games from anywhere using your Xbox account. You don't have to install the games. You could just, you know, use the Xbox app again on your Android, iOS, or even Windows, you know, PC. Xbox app is built directly into Windows now. Um, And you can play remotely. I've played plenty of games like this. I reviewed Windows 11 actually uh, for IGN and it's, it's from a gaming aspect. And so I spent a lot of time testing the cloud gaming and for like Gears 5 and Dirt 5 Racing. And um, it's good, great, even as long as you have a reliable connection. But this also means, you know, are we going to see competitive shooting games like Overwatch 
come to cloud gaming or World of Warcraft, something that isn't as you know fast paced and you need low latency to be really good right. at. Are we going to see uh, World of Warcraft come to cloud gaming? There's a, a big play here to expand, again, that subscription service in Game Pass. I think that's where the money is to be made here by Microsoft and it is limiting who can stream these games. Stadia? Yeah, I mean, I mean not, every, not everything's going to be a 3D shooter, you know? Like, I mean, I the people still like the... Um, the uh, the which strategy games are the real time strategies, you know, um, yep. th- those type of things. And those, you don't need a ridiculous, you know, connection for something like that. I mean, no. I mean, no. So, so we'll, we'll see what happens with those. Um, this also brings up the question of, you know, by doing this, Activision cloud infrastructure by and large is going to end up being hosted at Azure. You know, regardless of whether or not they are living on Microsoft's cloud now or they're using their own infrastructure for this or Amazon's, okay? I mean, let's put it this way. If any of these titles had backends living on AWS, they won't be in the foreseeable future, right? And the other cloud providers are gonna lose that business. Now, what's very interesting is there was a news item last year that Activision Blizzard signed a partnership agreement with Google for Stadia in 2020. And as of that time, was committed to hosting its primary infrastructure on Google Cloud. So I think that part of things is definitely going to change. I, I, I wouldn't hold them to that agreement. You know, that, that there's, there's probably a termination clause in that because yeah, the, there's no way there's no way Microsoft is going to want to use Google's cloud it, when they right. own freaking Azure. Come on. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's that's, that's nothing. Yeah, I mean, it only makes sense for them to fold it in, right, and bring it into their own offerings right. and, and yeah. have more control over it and, and all of that stuff. So in another part of the announcement, uh, Microsoft CEO said that this is a big metaverse play. So VR, yeah. metaverse. Look, I have an Oculus Quest 2 uh, or a Meta Quest 2. I don't know what to call it. I'll call it Meta Quest 2, I guess. I've been using it. I still don't understand what the metaverse is exactly. I, I think this is just some sort of marketing speak for VR. And I don't, I don't want to live in the metaverse. I know that much. But... Where do where does all this come into play for the metaverse, Perlo? What do you think? So, you know, I think, you know, if, if we think of the metaverse as this kind of, you know, interconnected space of, of virtual worlds, I think that's an unrealistic assumption because I think in the in the in the future, it's all gonna come down to the environments that each of these companies own and operate. I don't think necessarily they're gonna be connected to each other. I don't think there's gonna be this single virtual world like we think of. The internet is a single virtual interconnected network. I, I, I think I think we're going to have distinct spaces where 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 communities reside. But as of now, Microsoft does not have a consumer based AR or VR product or strategy in the consumer space. They do not have one. So Hololens two, right? That's clearly a vertical market product right now. It's a very expensive device. It, I mean, the basic version of it is $3,500, right? So I, I think by owning Activision, right, the, the company can easily make a case for building something that competes with Meta's Oculus, right, in, in the $500 or less price point. Um, I, I would say that, you know, given the relationship that Microsoft has with Apple, um, the short of necessary frenemy status that they, they currently occupy, that there's no doubt that Microsoft is going to end up producing games for whatever AR VR yeah. product that company ends up building sometime in the future, right? I mean, I I mean and, and and they will continue whatever efforts they have already um, 
in the VR area with Activision, which they've done. I mean, Call of Duty runs on PlayStation's VR, you know, uh, system. And potentially, you know, they can move to other platforms as well, right? So it, and as much as I dislike Meta as a company, I think that they're going to end up end up being the leading provider for Oculus as well, right? While, while they develop their own platform, they're going to end up wanting to make money with that. So they're going to, so they're going to, so they're going to, I don't see them stopping work on Oculus. Um, you know, Nadella made an interesting statement was, you know, you know, he says that, you know, gaming is the most dynamic and exciting category in entertainment across all platforms today. And it will play a key role in development of metaverse, right? So he says, and he agrees with me, when we think about what our version of a metaverse can be, we believe there won't be a single centralized metaverse. It shouldn't be. So we need to support as many metaverse platforms as possible, as well as a robust ecosystem of contract comments and applications. So he says there's going to be many, many verses. There's going to be just like we have different app stores, just like we have different streaming services. Like we have Netflix, we have Disney, we have, um, you know, Hulu, we have these others. There's going to be different content providers for AR, VR content, and they want to provide it for all of them. It's essentially what they're saying. Um, you know, they also don't, you know, like I said, they don't have a hardware strategy now. So this is absolutely a reason for them to build one. Now, interestingly, Activision has already been filing patents for things like, you know, special VR gun controllers uh, with haptic feedback. Right. So, um, you know, if you were going to play like Halo, you know, they, yeah. they apparently have patented a gun that you know, gives you makes you feel like it's a machine gun, you know, when, when you're using it. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me to see a product like this come out of Microsoft Xbox hardware division sometime in the future, right? You know, a Halo gun or whatever they are, Call of Duty gun or whatever they want to call it. Um, some, or, you know, Microsoft gun Halo edition or whatever, something like that, um, <laughs> you know, paired with the game and, and maybe a set of glasses or I mean, who knows, right? So I think there's a lot of opportunities for, you know, content, um, branding of different uh, platforms, branding, uh, branding of of, um, of properties, right? That 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 Activision has. Activision has a lot of games, a lot, a lot, lot of games, a lot yeah. of properties, a lot of IP. Um, so that's that's where you know a lot of the valuation I think is coming from this this seventy almost seventy billion dollar purchase. Um, and I'm very excited to see Microsoft, you know, gain a leadership position in the space if this deal goes through. I mean, it's got to have you know government approval and all that kind of stuff as well. For yeah, that's going to be my next question for you, Perlo. Do you think this is going to go through? And if so, do you think there's going to have to be, you know, they're going to have to sell off X amount of assets, whether it's a, the smaller gaming studios like Treyarch or, or whatever it is. Do you think that's going to happen? Um, not. It's, I don't think it's going to be a problem because, you know, Sony bought, you know, a lot of stuff with their acquisitions while at the same time owning PlayStation. So I don't see Microsoft being forced to sell off Xbox or anything like that or 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 divest in other stuff. I think it would probably go through um, because they'll be seen as a competitor to Sony and some of the others um, when, once it's established, I think. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I, I think that, you know, eventually this is going to go through. I don't see it in my very basic knowledge of acquisitions and FTC and all of that. I don't see it as it creating a monopoly. Like if they were no. buying, let's say they bought Nintendo, that, well, that yeah. would that would be a big issue, right? But um, this is just a gaming studio that, I mean, not just a game, it's a huge, giant gaming studio, and it doesn't um, give them total power over the gaming industry, uh, so to speak, it's, you know, when that, as far as that is concerned. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. 
One last question for you, Perlo. What do you think should be done with the CEO? I mean, do you do you think that uh, he should uh, Activision CEO should stay on until the merger is complete? Uh, even afterwards, you know, what do you do with all of the turmoil and the issues that Activision has seen over, you know, reported over the last year? So my guess is that he's going to be needed for transitionary purposes while the deal is in play, um, you know, not to tank the stock and all that kind of stuff by 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 some immediate exit or something like that. I, I think that yeah. he will very likely end up being history within three to six months post acquisition. You know, um, you know, he'll, he'll be given his golden parachute and he'll leave. And then someone else within Microsoft will likely be promoted to to lead that division, most likely. Yeah, I, I read somewhere and I tried figuring out where I could verify it and I, I wasn't able to. But I read somewhere he has a $200 million golden parachute if the company is sold. Uh, I don't know if that's accurate. So take that with a grain of salt. But it, usually there are provisions in CEO contracts, especially um, with a company this big. If there's a sale or something like that, they, they do get a pretty good severance package that goes along with it. And with him having the board's full support through all of the issues that they've had, uh, I can see it being that large, especially for, you know, a $69 billion acquisition. Yeah. Um, so right now, as it is, Blizzard, Activision Blizzard will report to Microsoft gaming CEO, Phil Spencer. Uh, I can see Spencer just, you know, appoint another CEO once the merger closes. I don't see uh, Activision CEO staying on long, if at all, no, after it closes. I don't it, think so. You can't, right? You have to. Microsoft is a huge corporation that can set the tone for other businesses and industries throughout the world just by something as easy as replacing a CEO. And I, I don't mean it is truly easy, but they don't have to take a lot of action to send a message. And I think. Um, making a change at the top for Activision would send a very strong message that they're not going to tolerate the way the company's been ran, you know, for the last so many years with their, uh, you know, all the issues that they've had. Yeah, agreed. Any closing, any closing thoughts, Perlo? No, like I said, it's exciting. You know, seventy billion dollars. That's I, I can't even I can't even conceive of that. That I mean, this had to be a very large portion of Microsoft's war chest. In yeah. terms of, of, I mean, I don't know how much of it they're leveraging with, you know, but with loans and whatnot, and 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 large banks are if they're bringing in to help them with it, or they're just eating into cash reserves. Um, it's a huge amount of money, right? And I'm I'm sure you know that their 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 um their their whole their shareholders and whatnot, their large shareholders have been consulted on all that. Um. You know, this is something that will not burn Nadella. If, if um, I can't imagine it being a bad acquisition in terms of, 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 I mean, Microsoft has done some questionable things in the past prior prior to Nadella, right? Um, yeah. Which resulted in kind of the the end game for for some their their their, their last two CEOs. So, I mean, uh, I think and 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 high level executives. So, I think this is a good purchase for them. Is it worth seventy billion dollars? I don't. I I can't answer that. You know, yeah. maybe. Um, you know. Well, it was an all cash deal. According I to mean, CBS I mean, News. I mean, what? I mean, what did Disney pay for Star Wars and Marvel combined? Like, 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 like ten billion total? Yeah, nothing close to this. It, nothing it, close to this. I mean, you yeah. know. I mean, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, remember when Facebook bought Instagram for one billion dollars, and that was just a, like. What is Crazy going on? Well and then they turned around and bought WhatsApp for nineteen billion, and it was holy cow! This is ridiculous. Now we're here with Activision at seventy billion dollars. It just is 
I can't even imagine that amount of money um, at all. But yeah, I, I'm excited to see what happens. Please bring Call of Duty to Game Pass. And, you know, to that effect, there's a lot of Call of Duty players who aren't happy with the direction of the last three years for the franchise. With Warzone, the Battle Royale mode, or, you know, standalone Battle Royale version of uh, Call of Duty and folding in all the three different versions of, or releases of Call of Duty over the last three years. There's a lot of players, especially competitive players, who are very unhappy with the franchise. So, uh, I... Hopefully, Microsoft is able to straighten that out and, you know, get everything working back the way it used to be and make the fans truly happy. I enjoy playing Call of Duty still to this day. I play it a couple times a week. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but I would not mind not having to spend $60 every November and no. instead just, you know, get it rolled into Game Pass. I'm looking forward to seeing what, what you know, the future, what the future holds for this. I don't really care about the VR metaverse aspect of this at all. I think it's just a buzzword right now that they had to add in to help justify the purchase and the price. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's going to be exciting once it closes and we know more of what's going on. I agree. I agree, Jason. If you have I any guess thoughts we, on... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering whether I should start becoming a gamer now. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> you know. Right. Maybe, yeah. I need to spend, maybe I need to spend $600 on a new Xbox. Who knows, you know? Yeah. Or you can get the Series S. It's a nice one, too. Probably for you, someone who doesn't game a lot, it'd be a good good pickup. Cool. All right. If you have any comments, any suggestions, make sure to reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, and if not, check out the rest of our work on ZDNet.com. ZDNet.com. I'm Jason Cipriani. And I'm Jason Perlow. Thanks for listening to this episode of JC Squared.